Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from You Better You Bet. Weekday afternoons on the Odyssey app. He is Nick Costos. Good morning, Nick. How are you? What's up? How are you doing today? Ah, I mean, we're good. I, I'm very curious as to why the NBA just doesn't care about tampering, unless it's the Bucks. You know, then the Bucks lose a pick, and John Horst, the GM, once got fined $50,000 because he said, I want to sign Giannis again when they had Giannis. But everybody else is reportedly signing these deals, including looks like your Knicks are going to acquire Jalen Brunson. You got to be happy about that. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, it's okay. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of of the opinion, like, like this is where Milwaukee, like, succeeded. Like, they, they got the generational guy. Like, the Bucks got Giannis. Yeah, and you keep taking swings until you get Giannis or like Kevin Durant or LeBron James or someone like this, right, that can come in and change the entire fortunes of a franchise. Um, Like, until you get that guy, I just kind of think, like, everything's pointless. Like, that's how you win. Like, you can't win without a guy like that, without, like, a generational star, like an absolute megastar. And the Knicks don't have one, and Jalen Brunson's not one. And it's not to be like – it's not to say Jalen Brunson sucks. Like, he doesn't. Like, he's a good player. Like, he's going to make the Knicks better. He might be the best player on the team, depending on the development of R.J. Barrett. It would be terrible if he was the best player on the team. It means they're not going to make the playoffs, or at best, they're going to be a playing team. I'm just of the opinion, like, philosophically, when you're building an NBA team, like, you need to – like, I, I, people will kill, like, the process, what Oklahoma City's doing, what Philly did. But I, I kind of understand the philosophy of keep taking swings in the draft at unknown quantities until you acquire, like, your generational star. And the Knicks passed up on the opportunity to at least take a couple swings of the bat in the draft last week to, to sign Jalen Brunson, a, a good player. Like, it's not that he's bad. Like, he's good. It's just that, like he's not that, and they don't have that. So it's just like kicking the can down the road a little bit, and I just don't understand what the point of it is. Like, like the Knicks are going to be in purgatory next year. Purgatory meaning, like, they're not bad enough to get, like, a top pick, where apparently, by the way, I don't know if people are aware of this, Bart, if you're aware of it, but there's a, a French kid named Victor Wembayama, who apparently is like the greatest prospect ever. Oh, and like the Spurs are going to tank to try and get him. Like they're going to trade Dejounte Murray basically to nothing, like to Atlanta maybe. And teams are going to start tanking for this guy. And the Knicks are going to be like, well, we're going to try and get like the sixth seed in the East. It's just pointless to me. It's just really stupid. So look, like he's good. Maybe maybe the Knicks will be decent next year. Like, are the Knicks beating the Bucks in a seven game series? No chance. Like the Heat. The Sixers, the Nets—I mean, zero percent. So, yeah, I, 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 I under—he's not—he's a bad player, but I mean, they're 
it, I just don't understand what it accomplishes. So I'm, I'm pretty defeated, honestly, as a Knicks fan. Well, I, I find that, you know, perplexing, really, because you're right about the generational thing. And the Bucks, you know, I, they get Giannis in the middle of the first round, not even a lottery pick. Had they not drafted him, had they not known about him, had somebody else taken him, I don't know what shape the Bucks are in. Like, I don't even know if they're here, you know. The, he has completely changed everything, and you do need those guys. The I mean, the Bucks would have been doing this kind of stuff, going for the eighth seed, getting these guys, overpaying them. I just feel like with Brunson, you know, you watch him in the playoffs, and without Luka, he takes over and plays very well. And then there were some games where he faded away, and then some games where he was really good again. I just feel like, did am I misreading how? Uh, am I misreading how good Jalen Brunson and the the the, the, the Knicks? are willing to like clear everything for this guy. No, I, I think what's more realistic is the Knicks are just like doing something that nobody else would do. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, there's, I mean, look, I, I don't, there's no, I, I don't want to do like conspiracy theory. Cause like, I, I'm not ed- as educated as I should be if I'm going to talk about this, but like, you know, they hired like Rick, his dad, Jalen's dad who played with the Knicks, like when I was growing up and he's like, uh, he was like a big coach with like, I don't know if it's AAU or high school, but like, he knows all the young kids. Um, like Leon Rose used to represent him. Leon Rose was the president of CAA and now he's the president of the Knicks. Like there's a lot going on here that people would be able to be like, yeah, there's probably some shady things going on here that may not be done necessarily in the best interest of the team. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but like, I'm just saying like, these are like conclusions that I think people will, will, will be drawn to. Um, again, I'm just going to look at this from the basketball perspective. Like, okay. Like we get Knicks get Jalen Brunson. Let's say RJ Barrett like, takes the leap, whatever. And RJ Barrett's really good. He's still not going to be good enough to beat any of these teams we referenced. Um, the rest of the team isn't great. Maybe Obi Toppin's okay. Again, like the upside of the team is to be like the, the five seed in the East, probably, and it gets just destroyed in the first round by one of the Titans in the Eastern Conference. So I, I just don't, I don't understand the points. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like either try and win a championship or try and get the number one overall pick. The NBA punishes the teams in purgatory. You get punished if you're in the middle. Like, when you're in the middle, yeah. you either have to get the star to get to the top or bottom out to get to the bottom. And the Knicks are firmly in the middle right now. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, they've, they've sucked my entire life, basically. So it is what it is. One thing that we were looking at, uh, I think it was earlier this week, we were just looking at some of these odds to win the title next year. And I, I going back to last year and even with this year, like, I think the Warriors are around five to one, six to one, you know, the Celtics and the Clippers are high and the Bucks and the Nets are in there again at, at plus 600. I have them here at six to one odds. And I'm thinking, why are they so high all the time? Everyone knows they're a problem. Like they're not a problem in a problem way. They're, they're a problem to themselves. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, if the Nets are like 12 to one odds, eh, then I might throw money at them. You know, if they're 20 to one, ah, okay, not. So that's why I think they're so high is that they, they don't deserve to be this high, but if they're any lower, everybody's going to put money on them. So that that's what I'm thinking. Is that accurate? Well, you know what that means? Then it's the right number, right? <laughs> that's that's yeah, what it means. Because yeah. if it were like 10 to 1, everyone would bet it. So it means it's the right number. Um, yeah, I, I just in terms of title odds, like, I, I mean, we did this on the show the other day. Um, I If I had to bet one team right now to win the championship, I'd bet Milwaukee uh, pretty pretty easily, actually. Um, I don't even really think twice about it. I would never bet Boston. Um, I just, I, I, I kind of think not that Boston's in trouble. Like they're, they're still going to be good. I just, I just don't know if they're going to like reach those heights again. And like, it's obvious. And I said it last year, you know, when Milwaukee beat Brooklyn, like 
if Brooklyn had been healthy, they would have beaten the Bucks. That's just a fact. And also, like, if Middleton had been healthy, the Bucks would have won the title this year. So, like, I think both things can be true. Um, so, like, if, if Milwaukee is going to be healthy next year, like, the Bucks are going to win the championship, I think. I think they're the best team. And uh, I actually think the Nets are the second best team. So, I kind of agree with the way this odds board is set up. Um, like, Durant, Kyrie, and assuming that, that, that this all goes the way we think it's going to go, Durant, Kyrie, if we get word that, like, Ben Simmons is going to be good to go and who knows what's going to happen there, let's see what other, uh, other moves the Nets can make. I, that team's badass, man. That, that's an awesome team going into next year. And you have to think that they're going to be better off, like, roster-wise than they were last year when it was Durant, like, a half-hearted Kyrie Irving, and then, like, Bruce Brown and Patty Mills. Mm-hmm, yeah. like, they're just going to be better. They're just going to be better. But I, I, I do think the Bucks are the best team. Um, if I had to pick one team, like if my like life were on the line, one team to win a championship, I pick Milwaukee. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with like the Nets number or anything like that. I think it's like appropriately priced. Let me get to know you a little better, Nick Costos. You better, you bet. Um, Deshaun Watson. We don't know what's going to go on there. Let's say he's knocked out for the year, and you're Baker Mayfield. You playing for the Browns? Because I totally am. He says like I'm not yeah, going to play. I, 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 I don't want to so. play for the Browns. They. You gotta play for the Browns. Well, I mean, it's like you know. I think if it's yeah, of course, because you know, I, I'm assuming like I'm a chip on the shoulder guy. Yeah. I, you know, as I as I get older, I don't know. You said you want to know more about me. You know, as when I was younger, and I would get like passed up for opportunities, like on air stuff, it would like make me want to like destroy everyone in my path, like not actually like physically like hurt people, but I was like fueled by like you know that kind of I don't yeah. rage is the right word. But fueled by like that, like you say I can't do it, and I'm gonna. I think it's I think it's, I think it's healthy to always have guys. one person that you despise that's your enemy. I think that's healthy. I I I you know what I I I try like to I really really try like not to get into stuff like that now. So like I'm, I'm at a different point in my life now where like I I don't necessarily know that I would feel this way. But like Baker's young, and when I was young, I would have definitely felt that way. And this is the ultimate chip on your shoulder moment where like what happens if. And Baker's getting paid either way. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's getting his $18 million this year, whether he plays for Cleveland or not. Where, if I'm Baker, and I got the opportunity here, and Deshaun's knocked out for the season, and you can play, like, where would you rather play for? Like, the Browns or, like, the Seahawks or the Panthers? Like, obviously, the Browns have the best roster. Um, and it's kind of an all-or-nothing move, and it depends on his confidence in himself. It feels like he's kind of, like, irrationally confident in himself, as he should be. Everybody should be, right? Everyone should be irrationally confident in themselves. Where it's the ultimate kind of, like, sink-or-swim opportunity, all-in moment, where if things go poorly, like, it's a disaster. But if he really feels confident in himself and he's healthy this year and he does well, like, what's going to happen? Like, if Baker leads them, like, I don't, I like uh, into the playoffs, they go to, like, the AFC Championship game, like, He's basically screwed the team over for for the next year. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to bring Deshaun Watson back, this guy who's like all all these like allegations against him. Yeah. Or you've kind of got like, I don't want to say squeaky clean Baker Mayfield because he's been involved in some stuff, but I mean it's like a no brainer, right? At least from a PR perspective. So yeah, I, if I were Baker, I I would do it. Now I would want like the Browns would have to come kind of like crawling like hands and knees to be like, hey, we're sorry, and I would want that to happen certainly. And I think he kind of like said that right. He's like, you know, there would have to be kind of overtures on both sides, and they'd have to come to me. I agree with him on that, and the Browns may feel like they don't have to do that, but then they could also start Jacoby Brissett and go like seven and, and you know, seven yeah. and this year. So, so yeah, I, I kind of think if I were Baker, I, I I would do it. I mean, thirty-nine-year-old Nick Costos probably be like, whatever, man. I don't, you know, but like twenty-four-year-old Nick Costos, hell yeah, I'm I'm, shov- I'm shoving it, man, absolutely. 
38-year-old Bart would say, yes, I will do it. I look at this as a challenge, and I'm excited. 24-year-old Bart would have said, I'm going to go play in the USFL and prove all y'all wrong. And then you'd never hear from 25-year-old Bart or 26-year-old Bart or, you know, the youth is wasted on the young, as they say, Nick. That's definitely true. I just, I just try and like, I try and be progressively more chilled with like each year that I'm on this planet. Uh, this week, I, you know what's funny about uh, at least my time in this job? I feel like years ago when I was first in the biz, this time of the year where there's only like baseball and then not much going on, you kind of like didn't acknowledge it. it because, but now everyone's just like, there's nothing going on. And we just like, yeah. we don't care. And so like a weekend like this, I mean, I'm kind of interested in the USFL only because I'm a sicko. And then I did see on these daily fantasies, I could play live golf, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I I even feel dirty about playing it. What What is, what's on, like, what are you betting on? Just baseball? Uh, yeah, betting on baseball. Um, candidly, like, this is my last day of work for 12 days. I'm going on vacation. Um, I'm going to, like, unplug. Like, I'm, I mean, my my life from September just personally my life from September, like, through, like, probably the end of April. And you know what? Even, like, forget that. Through the NBA playoffs, like, all I do is watch sports. Yeah. Like, this is, like, my, like, two-month respite before, like, NFL preseason starts where I can, like, actually have, like, a life outside of sports. And I love sports. And it's not to be, like, I oh, Nick hates sports. I love sports. That's why I'm, I'm obsessed with it. It's been, like, my, my favorite thing in my life for as long as I've been alive. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of unplugged. Uh, I, I'm not going to watch anything, probably. I mean, I'll pay attention. Like, I'm going to know what's happening, but you think I'm going to be on my vacation, like, locked into, like, bottom of the seventh inning, Yankees and Orioles? Not a chance. No chance. So, yeah, I'm, I'm unplugged, man. Like, this is this is it for me today. I got one show today, and I, I'll, I'll talk to you in two weeks. I'll talk to you on July 12th. Tuesday, July 12th, I'll be back. But, okay. Um, oh, yeah, I can take as you, much time as you need. I, I, I just... I called my dad earlier and talked to him for a half hour on the show. So, I, you know, whatever. Do you know what we're doing? I think you'll love this, actually. Do you know what we're doing right now on You Better, You Better? I actually, I actually think your audience would like this as well. And I don't mean this to be like a cheap plug for my show. But we kind of stumbled upon this idea. And I can actually read you some of these teams and you can tell me what you think. I don't know how much time we have left in the interview, but I think you'll like this, actually. We have so, until you hang up, Nick. All right. So, so that, we'll, we'll see when that is. When the Avalanche win the Cup on Sunday, right? Oh, they yeah, complete this sure. sixteen and four. They complete the sixteen and four run through the NHL postseason, and like I'm thinking, because I'm a you know massive sports fan and I've been watching hockey my entire life. Like, where would I kind of rank the Avalanche among like not even like I don't even want to go back to the '90s and like the real dead puck era with like Jacques Lemaire and the Devils. But like, where would I rank the Avalanche with the, the best teams of this century in hockey? And I'm thinking about it. It's like it has to be the 2002 Red Wings are number one, right? With the nine Hall of Famers and Scotty Bowman is a Hall of Fame coach. And so on the show, we're like, okay, like, let's do this for all the sports. Like, like the best NBA team of this century, the best hockey team of this century. And then we get to football. And it's such an interesting discussion, right? Because I think there's a case to be made. And we had Pete Briscoe from CBS Sports on it. was a good friend of mine on our show yesterday, longtime NFL writer and reporter. And he actually thinks that the two best teams in the NFL in this century both didn't win the Super Bowl. And that would be the 2007 Patriots and then the 2001 Rams which like everyone acknowledge, like acknowledges behind the scenes that the Patriots cheated in that game. But I don't care. Like I'm not saying that to be like, ah, uh, I'm really upset that the St. Louis Rams didn't win that Super Bowl. But the Patriots cheated in the game, obviously. Uh, the cheating the is just another way to say strategy to me. 
Sure, yeah, like the Rams were 14-point favorites in that game. You can make a case that the 2011 Packers that went 15-1 and and Rodgers won MVP the year after they won the Super Bowl, like, it's like a top-five team this century, even though they lost to my, my Giants uh, for the second time in four years of the playoffs. Sorry to say that, but it did happen. So we are going through, we, we have the 22 Super Bowl champions. We have picked 14, or excuse me, 12 like at-large teams, teams that didn't win the Super Bowl. We're having two play-in games to determine who takes on the one seeds, and we are doing, with point spreads attached to it, like a a 32-team tournament, best teams of the 2000s in the National Football League, because there's nothing going on in sports. God, this rules. And we think it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, so we've got the 34 teams. We have the four teams that are going to be the play-ins, like the last four seeds. And, then, and today we are going to seed the tournament with two regions, the Madden and the Summerall region. Ooh, yeah, you know, and the we're going to point spreads for the games. First team that came to my head was the Patriots that lost. The 2007 Patriots are going to be one of the one seeds. Yeah, I mean, for sure, in the Summerall region, uh, Madden would never allow them to be the number one seed in his region <laughs> because they didn't win the Super Bowl. So they're going to be the number one seed in the Summerall region. Who else are you thinking for one seeds? Yeah, it's a great question, right? I don't. I think it has to be a team that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I it I. My vote would be for the 2000 Ravens. Yeah, I'm just looking through but the I results mean, now. I I like that one. because uh, a lot of these Super Bowls were so close. I'm just trying to look for a dominant team, like our our Packers. They wouldn't be up there. That team was. That team just got Okay, hot. so here's what's interesting about that Packers team in 2010, right? That had like the most games yeah, ever. What a, what a, for a hey, team that won hey, Super Bowl. What a great, good job. I'm proud to know well, you right what, now. Yeah, this, well, this is great. Well, 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 with the idea, you mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. You stumbled upon it. It's great. Yeah. Um, that 2010 Packers team, like, I, what, what, 10 and 6, it was the sixth seed in the NFC? But, and beat Philly and Michael Vick, and then Aaron Rodgers, the greatest game a quarterback's ever played in Atlanta on that Saturday night. Then beat Jay Cutler in the Bears, BJ Raji with the dance, and then beat the Steelers. Like, that team was the sixth seed. That team was ridiculous. Ridiculously good. And, like, I feel, and you could say the same thing about the 2007 Giants, for instance, right? Teams that, that, were, that played every game on the road and, like, slayed the Dragon in the Super Bowl. And, like, the Giants slayed the Dragon. I guess, like, that Steelers team wasn't necessarily. The Packers were favored in that Super Bowl. And I bet them, and they covered. It was great. 32-26, something like that. 31-25, they won by six and covered. Um, that that yeah. team's insanely good. And well, I they were that, at like, the end, it, but it, they, throughout, they were 4-4 four and four at one point. They were 8-6. and six. They barely got in. But here, okay, so then here's the question, right? And this is what makes it a fun debate. I would argue... That like, okay, so if you put the Packers up against that Packers team, I'm making this up against, and I'm looking at the list of Super Bowl champions here. Let's see, like who would be a fun matchup for them to go against? Let's say you put them up against the, I don't know here, like the 2002 Bucks, like the 2017 Eagles, whatever. Okay. Like they'd be under, they'd be underdogs in the game for that reason, right? Because they barely made the playoffs, whatever. But I mean, they, I would bet the Packers is underdogs. Wow, this is awesome. I'm not being like a jerk. I love every part of this. Yeah, it's great. So it's like, I mean, and that, and I, people can disagree. They could be like, well, you know, that Packers team wasn't great in the regular season and they got hot at the right time. I think they'd get smoked by like a great team, like the 2002 Bucks. In my head, I'm like, I watched those games. Like that Packers team at the end of the season was the best team. Like they just were. And like the 2007 yeah. Giants, 
that they were the best. They would have beaten anyone that played them. And I think they would actually beat the Patriots like five out of ten times. I think people like are like, oh, the Giants got lucky in that game. Or Belichick was in, 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 insanely arrogant and only kept five offensive linemen blocking Brady the entire game with the spread offense. And the Giants just put him on his ass the entire game. And it would happen again and again and again if Belichick didn't change what he was doing. So I, I think that's what makes it really interesting. So, like, yeah, like the 2010 Packers would not be like a top seed, but I bet them as underdogs against like anyone, basically. So it's a question who's going to be the other, the other one. I'd say the 2000 Ravens, the 2013 Seahawks get a lot of love. That team was, was ridiculously good. The 2013 Broncos were also insanely good. The team that got killed by the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, like it might, uh, the 2004 Patriots who went 14-2 and and beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, they got to be under consideration. I think probably one of those teams would be the, the other number one opposite the 2007 Pats. Hey, I love it. I'm, I'll be following this. This is great. Nick Costos, you better you bet. You're off next week, so we'll talk in two weeks? Uh, we'll talk in two weeks, yep. All right, well, enjoy your vacation, unplug, and talk soon, buddy. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.